Welcome to Badger Tough Inside the Circle. As always, I'm your host, Craig Picorni, here with Hall of Fame head coach Alan Picorni and our JV coach Josh Velezquez here. So we've got three of us today. We said earlier in the year we were going to try to get more than just the two of us on, and we finally finally got one in. So Squeeze them in your little office. Yeah, anymore, and we're going to have to move and do it somewhere else and hey i'd be studio, down for it yeah that yesterday badger tough productions or something like that so your basement build a studio in your basement um as always um you can shoot us a text or something over twitter or an email and uh we will answer any questions you have on the air if you'd like uh, a lot of times we'll answer questions that people ask us during the week or stuff that comes up. We got a question in today we'll hit later and a couple other things on the list to talk to. So buckle up. It's going to be another long one. Lots of competitions. You know, maybe break it into two parts. Some podcasts will actually break them into two parts themselves. So but we'll probably just roll it on through into one podcast and uh, you can break it in half if you need or take it in smaller chunks as you feel fit but uh i guess uh rolling into it anything on the week before other than competitions as far as practices it was you know with the snow and everything else it was like not very many practices some people only had one practice i think so no i don't have anything on practices i don't know that's not that exciting i guess we got plenty of other stuff yep all right well we'll start on monday uh, first one out of the gate, Lewis Central Girls Tournament. Um, people looking forward in track. It's the Titan Starcade. Um, had three girls go pulling up, starting off with Macy. It was a little, little interesting with how they did the seating, but uh, and, and dividing up the brackets. Most weight classes had two brackets. It was some of them were like the best in the gold and the next best in the silver and some of them they kind of divided them up and i don't know how they decided on who went where so we showed up the seating meeting with them already all divided up so we went went through it just how how it was presented to us but macy went in and uh macy did what macy has been doing all year her first match uh with the Sioux City East girl pinned in a whopping 23 seconds. Um, and then she had a girl from Lewis Central uh, who's got a pretty dang good record, if I remember right. She pinned her about the end of the first period and then had um, a Casey Miller from Western Iowa. Um, I think that Casey Miller is rated in Iowa. Well, she was 24-0 going in. That's Yep, she was undefeated going in. And uh, Macy didn't get a pin this time. Instead, she teched her in, like, the second period, 18-2. to two. Maybe it might have gotten in the third. I can't remember exactly. Nope, got her in the second. Just couldn't quite, uh, couldn't quite pin her, but got four sets in the year fall. So sometimes Macy's a takedown machine. That match, she was a turning machine. So... Macy picked up first there. Um, at 120, Selena was in that gold bracket and won her first match over a girl from Glenwood. 
uh, pinned her in late in the second period. Um, and then the way they did the brackets, like if you win, there there was no cross brackets. So if you were to like lose the first round, the best you could get is fifth. And then if you lose in the semis, you dropped a third. If you lost in the backside, you dropped for seventh. So it was basically three matches is the most you were going to get is what they were aiming for. Um, but she lost in the semis to Pearson. Go over. I was joking with Pearson's dad. I was like, man, we go over the river. We go all over the place. And we always run into each other at some point during the tournament. And uh, Selena went in that match. We had a game plan. Um Start executed the game plan well, but Aubrey was able to get her move from a, a different position than normal and uh, got Selena on her back and pinned her there. So uh, Selena went into the third place match and uh, took out her frustrations on that girl in the third place match, that Berglund from Sergeant Bluff, uh, and pinned her in the first period. So Selena, Selena came back with a, a third place medal from there. At 125, uh, Kiana, um, they just drew in on into her bracket. Um, that was one of them where they kind of instead of putting the top girls in the top one bracket and then the you know the next eight and the the, the silver bracket, they just kind of divided them up equally. It looked like based on the criteria that they had put in there, so it was kind of balanced that way. Um, but then they drew, just drew them in, in the silver, which the way, again, the way they had the seating set up, it was like, it, it worked out. It just looks funny on it. Um, they set the top girls based on that got separated, but not in your normal, like one, two, three, four. So anyways, first match, she goes out and gets a pin in the first period. Second match, same thing, goes out, gets a pin in the first period, and then got in the finals. And Kiana's been really wanting to, to win a tournament, and uh, she she uh, was able to grind out a win in the finals, a 9-4 to four win, and uh, went through some adversity in that match and ended up uh, coming home with the gold that. So pretty good, pretty good day over there, only... Only had one loss. The girls did not get to get me to do a TikTok, so <laughs> we had a we had a, a deal ahead of time that if we went undefeated, I'd do a, a TikTok video with them. So whew, dodge that bullet just just barely, but uh, pretty good results out of that. Um, let's see here. It had the boys in there as the team. They had a JV tournament alongside of it, so um, and it didn't have really the results divided up, so it's hard to kind of break them out from the girls. But looking at it, as always, there's no girls' teams with as many or fewer that finished ahead of our girls. So out of the 30, including boys' teams, some of which weren't actually in there, the team finished 11th, so pretty decent for that. I don't know if there's anything you want to... Talk about that? Nope. He got in uh, more details than, than I could uh, ask for, I guess. So, uh, also on Monday, the JV went out to Elkhorn. Um, Josh, I'll let you run through those if you want. I don't know if you have it pulled up. Yeah, I pulled it up on track. So, uh, I guess I'll just go through some of the results and kind of speak on a couple of kids there. Uh, 
and most of our JV tournaments, they just kind of bracket them into into round robins, either three to five man round robins. So Colton Archer went two and two in a five man round robin. Uh, Luke Vitalo went two and two. Bryce Leclerc went zero and four. Unfortunately, I had to wrestle uh, Luke in that round robin as well. Braden had a small three man. He went two and zero. Gabe Burge went one and two. William Kennard went zero and three. Dominic Gillette went zero and two. Nathan Hennings zero and three. Gavin Heavy one and two. Um, Logan Vanacek went three and zero. Abram Jones went two and zero. Kellen Mann two and one. Saul Hamus one and one. Nate Palmer zero and two. Ty Thompson one and one. And then Joe Christensen one and two. And for the most part, I've seen even though our results weren't quite where we'd like them to be, I've definitely noticed a lot of improvements in our JV guys over over the course of the season. And with these last two weeks, it has been a lot of a lot of competitions for our guys, and like we said, not a lot of practices. So it makes it tough for our guys to improve after just constantly competing. But they're they're grinding and pushing through it, and. Yeah, Braden Krakmeyer's continued to dominate in JV. Uh, hasn't seen a whole lot of competition, and obviously being behind a guy that's a stud in Caden Coyle, I'm sure he'd he'd probably be varsity for a lot of other teams had he gotten the opportunity. So he's doing well. Um, Abram and Logan have also been been wrestling really well, and uh, Abram obviously a young strong kid I'm sure he'll continue to develop over the years and yeah our bigger guys keep keep working hard keep pushing having some good results uh Kellen Mann going two and one and one of his matches uh and in these JV matches they're just doing uh two two minute first periods and then one minute second and third periods so it can be kind of hard to to catch up if you find yourself down in the middle of in the middle of a match and there was one match that uh, Kellen Mann ended up getting a fall. According to the track, it's at the four-minute mark, which there's only four minutes in these <laughs> in these matches. So it yeah. it was right right at the buzzer. Right, probably should have been recorded as 3:59. <laughs> but yeah, that was an exciting one to watch. And yeah, overall, I think our kids wrestled well at the Elkhorn JV meet. That's pretty much all I got for that one. Yeah, I've kind of noticed too that those the JVs have been improving throughout the season and uh, some of their results too. Uh, we have, we have a very young JV team. Um, you know, the big guys are, are freshmen and they're running against uh, you know older kids, and that's always tough with that physical difference. But uh, um, so good to get them experience. But yeah, I wish we could. Uh, Figure something out with practice different, but uh, um, they do need that mat time too. All right, I guess uh, on to Pierce then. <clears throat> Got to head up there for the first time. I guess uh, I'll start off with the JVs since they wrestled first. Uh, I think we had six matches. Yeah, six matches. 
Um, I remember Gabe Burge wrestled a tough one. I think he fell short. Mm-hmm. Do you have the results? Yeah, I got them pulled up. Um, 152, Dominic uh, fell by a first period fall in that one. Uh, 170, Logan Vanacek had a, a pin in the second period. 182, Jacob Strader had a, a pin in the first period. Um, 195, Saul fell by a real close 5-4. to four. Uh, And at 220, Nate was pinned in the third period, it looks like. Yeah, overall, I think our guys wrestled well there. Um, just making little mistakes that cost them in matches, but... Overall, their effort is definitely there in those matches, and hopefully we'll get some good uh, practice time this week to <laughs> fix some yeah. of those little little mistakes that they're making, and hopefully they'll be ready to go for any JV matches coming up at uh, our Papillion Duel, which I'm sure they'll have a good amount of guys, so we'll get, we should get some good matches there. And then uh, at the Elkhorn South JV meet coming up, I'm sure they'll be... Be ready to go with a good week of practice this week. Yep. Next up, we had the girls. Uh, as well, Pierce had pretty much a full lineup, all but one weight. So uh, there was a lot of hand raises uh, on their side between a couple matches. Uh, only ended up having two matches. So. Uh, the first one actually started out. We started out at 125. Uh, Kiana. Um, it ha- says it was a pin over her girl in the with zero seconds. The impossible pin she was able to accomplish, but it was more. I think more like about a minute or so when she got that pin. Um, and then Macy actually uh, moved up a weight class because they didn't have anybody at 110. Um, to wrestle a girl who's at 15 who was trying to make it down to, to make a match. And we just said, you don't need to have her keep running. Uh, we'll, we'll move Macy up to get that match. And uh, uh, she ended up getting a pin uh, near the end of the first period there. So in the matches that we wrestled, we went 2-0. and uh, But we gave up, what is that, 11 forfeits. So uh, the dual score is 66-12. to but the uh, contested matches is 12-0. So that's how girls did. On to the boys. Well, uh, you know, Pierce is a, uh, you know, they're class C right now, but they've been B in the past several years. In fact, they were state runner, dual runner up uh, about uh, three or four years ago, I believe. Uh, so they're, they're uh, you know, talented a solid program uh they're real really young right now um so they're one to watch out for in about two or three years it's gonna be very very tough um and uh going in we knew that uh, we should ha- should have a good chance of winning this one and winning it uh pretty big um but also know uh you know they're state football champions in class c1 so they got some athletes that uh, they're going to give us a battle and and I thought they did. I mean, for, for the lopsided win, I thought, you know, it didn't feel that way. Um, we won 62-15, but 
felt more like a a, a fight than anything, but uh, um, we were able to get it done. A couple of the, the big matches, their best guys were uh, at 132. They have a, a pretty solid, that's Brendan Bowling. He's, he's pretty solid, uh, although he is a freshman, but, uh, uh, you know, he'll contend for a state medal this year. I don't know if he'll, he'll get one. He's not, but uh, yeah, I'd say he's one of those uh, on the cusp of a state medal this year. Uh, and Connor won that one nine zero. Uh, just controlled the match entirely. Um, their next best, you know, next kid, not necessarily their next, be, next best, but probably their best kid. The next in line is probably one fifty two. Uh, I believe he's rated number one in the state in Class C. Uh, very very tough. Um, and Braxton had a real good match. He kind of lost it when he got gave up some back points. I think it was in the second period. Um, but uh, Braxton pushed the pace and ended up losing five to three. You know, respectable match. Uh, and really had him. And Braxton rode him out the whole third period. Just had him wore out and, and uh, uh, couldn't quite get the turn to get the win. And um, you know, one thing when you uh, lose a match. One thing I, li- I like to see out of the opponent is that they're not happy when they come off the mat when they win. And uh, uh, you know that Coulter was not happy when he came off. He almost threw his headgear at one point, ripped it off, and and was was very frustrated. So uh, at least if you're going to lose, um, give him a battle, and that's what Braxton did. Um, so then uh, the 170, they had Blake Bowling, very very tough. Um, uh, you know, and Lane's still f- pretty young, especially for that uh, weight, and and uh, you know, just uh, didn't go too well. I thought Blaine Ru- Russell in the first period very well. And in fact, uh, Lane might have been leading because uh, uh, I believe he got taken down at first, uh, uh, and then got an escape, and then got a takedown. So I think it's three-two. If I remember correctly, going into the second period, and then chose down, and I was concerned about that. But uh, uh, yeah, the kid was good; he was been good anywhere. And that kid turned lane and he got the pin. But uh, but very solid wrestler. I was real happy to see how Blaine battled with him, especially in the beginning, and and uh, just couldn't get the win. Um, then probably the other top wrestler they have is at 285. Uh, uh, you know, very tough heavyweight. His record probably isn't as good an indication of what he, how good he is because I looked up some of his results and, you know, he's wrestling some of the best kids, very tough, but losing. And he just, you know, one of those where he's wrestled a lot of tough kids and, and that happens sometimes. And, but uh, very good wrestler and, and uh, we end up losing that one too. So um, other than that, I, we won every other match. Um, uh, you know, out there and a lot of pins too. But I mean, we had to fight for some of those, and um, you know, so we came away with the with the big win and over a good team. You know, maybe not great just because they're so young right now. Uh, they had a lot of graduations and and from uh, previous year and and uh, you know didn't have a lot in the upper classes. But uh, they're talking to the coach. They have some young kids they're real excited about that are. Real excited about wrestling and, and plan to do a lot of off-season stuff. So they're they're certainly a team to watch down the road too. So that's all I got about Pierce. Yep. Unless you guys got more to add. 
I don't have anything else to add. Um, then like, during warm-ups, found out we weren't going to have school or practice the next day. So uh, I guess we move on to Friday at Plattsmith. I uh, had girls and JV there. I'll start off with the girls since they wrapped up first. Um, let's see here. I have the JV pull up. There's girls. Um, at 110, Macy. Macy got a bye um, the first round and then had a girl from Elkhorn. Um, the second round, I believe she's a, she's a pretty young new wrestler. Um and Macy, you know, wrestled with her for a little bit, and um, then got a pin at the end of the first period. Um, you know, they were talking beforehand, so I think Macy was a little, little gentler than normal during that match. Um, and then in the finals, she had the girl from Lewis Central that she saw in the semifinals earlier in the week at Lewis Central, and uh, um pinned her halfway through the match in the second period there so uh she kind of the girl from lewis central sometimes was a little physical not overly physical but you know it was a little frustrating at times for macy but she she kept her cool and you know just kept going to work and eventually did what she normally does get a takedown get a turn get another takedown get a reversal and then and then pinned her so uh comes away with gold there uh at 120 um selena first round uh pinned a girl from waverly uh and then we went into the semis and had a girl from ralston that we saw earlier uh in a season i think might have even seen her a couple times last year uh real tough girl from ralston um and uh, we're watching out for one thing, you know, that she does, but she's pretty good and ended up, uh, getting pinned in that match. And then coming back on the backside had the, if I remember right, if the same last name, um, she had the other elder bomb from Lewis central, um, and ended up, uh, and I'm going to take down the first period and was leading and going into the second, um, but got taken down and pinned there in the second. Uh, and then at 125, um, Kiana, Kiana was coming in kind of off of, uh, an illness, and I wasn't sure if we were going to wrestle her. You know, kept an eye on her. Um, she looked like she was coming off of an illness at warm-ups, but nothing, nothing majorly concerning during warm-ups. Um, so just kind of keep an eye on her. She, you know, I figured she'd win her first match, uh, as she should and, and got a first period pin. Um, second match, I think girls about a 500. I thought, you know, if Kiana's feeling okay, she should win that one. And, um, not long into the match, you could just tell something, you know, she was not feeling right that match. Um, and eventually ended up getting, getting pinned in that match. And, uh, um, after that we ended up having to, uh, forfeit out the tournament due to illness there. So, uh, Kiana finished one and one, uh, at the tournament there. 
the forfeits since you didn't step on the mat uh, don't count as losses. They show up on the brackets that way, but um, it's written down as a medical forfeit. So um, one and one in that. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add on the girls' side. Kind of a What's felt like a rough side? day. Um, I know I came away with one goal, but it, it just felt like a rough day um, with the girls. Uh, we also had the JV at that, uh, and there were five mats there, so we were bouncing around, and they would, when the girls would get down with one round, they'd bring the JVs over, and we'd, between the three of us coaches, try to balance out five mats, and sometimes we had to coach two mats at once, but uh, uh, got it done. Uh, Josh, I mean, for the, you have the results pulled up for Plattsmith yeah. there. Yeah, it definitely is always interesting to see how our JV tournaments are going to be ran. There's been a lot of inconsistency in some, but fairly I'd say they did a did a good job at Plattsmith moving us into that other gym, giving the girls their 45-minute rest time and then allowing the JV to kind of run through a lot more matches there. Uh, Luke Vitalo, he got second. Colton Archer placed third. Braden Crackmeyer placed first. Gabe Burge placed first. Nathan Hennings placed second. Dominic Gillette placed second. Jose Rodolfo Jimenez placed first. William Kennard placed fourth. Gavin Heavey placed first. Abram Jones placed first. Logan Vanacek placed second. Jacob Strader placed first. Kellen Mann second. Saul Hamas placed third. Joe Christensen placed fourth. Nate Palmer placed second. And overall, yeah, our guys wrestled really well here. And a lot of the guys that that got second, they lost like a close match and then won their next match. Um, a lot of first place here, which is good to see guys wrestling, wrestling hard and winning close matches. Uh, one interesting match that I'll touch on was... Uh, Abram Jones had a match that he won in overtime, 9-7 to against a pretty strong, tough kid from Omaha Westside, and basically scored a takedown in overtime with about seven seconds left. And I, I told him before, because this was uh, probably one of the longest matches of the tournament, because there was <laughs> all the blood time possibly used by the Omaha Westside kid. He had a bloody nose, and it just wouldn't stop, and he ran down blood time to I think 30 seconds left mm-hmm. of his blood time so yeah there was a lot of stoppages in that match and I told Abram either be smart go get a takedown right away or or just be ready for the next 30-30 in overtime and he decided to go get a takedown right away so that was good to see yeah they came back in that overtime with about seven seconds and there's they didn't have the clock up on yeah, the board, the and so some people were unsure on that, but he took him down so dang fast. I was like, yep, that was definitely less than seven seconds. So mm-hmm. That was pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, and then uh, I'll touch on uh, Nate Palmer just played second, but he had two two good matches, and he's uh, very new new to wrestling, and I, just, I really like how uh, the effort that he gives – not only in his matches, but also in the practice room. He'll definitely continue to improve over the years. And also starting late, too, he 
was I believe a football player and didn't didn't start the season right away. So definitely had a lot of Matt time to catch up on, and he's doing well. And then Strader and uh, Jose obviously have seen a lot of varsity time this year, and they definitely showed it in this tournament, dominating a lot of their JV matches. So those two did well, and hopefully that'll bring a little bit more confidence to, to those guys too with uh, struggling in some of the some of the varsity matches previously. So that was good to see them get some good wins over at Plattsmouth. Yeah, and as a team, ended up uh, tied for third place with Papio South. I know Gretna won that, and they were pretty excited, and Waverly seemed pretty excited that they, they finished second. But I think we just kind of like, under the radar, got third and went about our business, and so pretty good showing there, I think. Yeah, with JV, it's probably team is more about how many you have. Yeah, well, Gretna <laughs> had twenty. Quality, but yeah. So, yep, Gretna had a few more. Yeah, uh, there was definitely a time where I think there was actually four Gretna kids wrestling on three matches. <laughs> so they they had a lot of kids wrestling there. So. Glad they could have a good showing there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was f- Friday. Going to Saturday. I'm going to Weeping Water next. Just closing tabs as we go. Uh, Weeping Water. Um, had a Kiana stay home. As I said earlier, she was still ill. And I thought it's best that she's... Uh, she tries to get over that illness and not worry about uh, trying to compete while still ill. So just had the two. It was kind of a weird feeling only have having two wrestlers. Um, at 110, we had Macy. Of course, Macy gets a bye again the first round. Um, and then she had the girl from Skyler in the second round. She uh, got a pin there. Uh, in the semifinals, she had a girl from Millard South who, um, I think that's may you know in the future maybe that's the the finals match. Um, I know that girl fought pretty hard and uh, Macy Macy had to take her all the way to the third period um, in kind of a battle and uh, I mean it wasn't close but it was still a lot tougher of a match for Macy uh, than than most uh and she was on the way to teching her actually she was chose bottom down 13 or up 13 going in the third and uh caught her in uh went to get a reversal and the girl kind of came back around and but left her head hanging and macy caught her head and in a headlock um a lot of the fans didn't like it because she didn't have an arm but she had it locked up in a way where she didn't actually lock her hands. So yeah, she had just a, used one arm. Yeah, she was one arm head locking her and ended up pinning her with it. And there were some, some fans not happy about it. But, uh, you know, she had a – and I, I talked to basically the head ref there after the fact, confirmed, like, my thoughts on it where she had her hand placement. And it was, it was legal when she locked it up. So gets the pin there. Um, then goes into the finals against uh, Palmyra girl, who I think is sitting around nine or ten in the rankings from any wrestle a week or two ago. Um, 
And Macy just went in and pinned her in the first period, took her down once. Uh, and I think, I don't know, she went, she almost turned her and then ended up locking something up tight. And her, it was a while on her back, but got the pin after about a minute of holding her on her back. So Macy gets first there. Um, 120. Uh, Selena's bracket was pretty loaded um i think there were eight or nine seatable in there um she had the fremont girl uh the first round and i'm bringing i'm trying to bring up the rankings as fast as i can but maybe i don't have them up i think that fremont girl is is rated in uh at 115 or 120 um only had uh i think two losses coming into the tournament um and she's freshman and had a a decent start to the match selena took her down and was dang near able to lock up a cradle probably three or four times i thought man she's gonna lock this up and pin her and we're gonna be on our way and couldn't quite get it got uh reversed late in the period um and then in the second period uh ended up getting pinned late in that second period so tough girl there and then um coming back through the backside had a girl from papillion la vista who's pretty dang decent um right now after the tournament looks like she's 29 and 7 so she's got a good record and um ended up selena didn't quite look right uh in that match um she's had a little injury that's kind of been nagging her a bit and um i think she was ill earlier in the week too and um just didn't quite look right that match and uh ended up giving up the pin there so again another it felt like a, a tough day for us there um but uh and kind of a, it felt like for the girls a tough week even though i guess like hindsight looking back over the week as a whole between four competitions uh you know probably not not as bad as it feels in the moment you know if i look back in a week or two um kind of like the jvs were we're in this weird stretch of a bunch of competitions some of them because of having to reschedule some stuff um you know or make up for our schedule with losing the the triangular and trying to make up for that you know last week with a couple events back to back basically to back if you don't count sunday and then a duel and then back-to-back tournaments it was it's been a lot of competition over the last week week and a half and it's it's not quite done yet there we're about to have a, a few more coming so uh you know i think we'll we'll get through that we'll regroup you know after after monday and and hopefully you know have a good week and then uh get ready for districts next you know after this next weekend so i don't know if you got anything else to add josh about that that one no definitely it was it was tough having only bringing only two girls there one one champion and one losing some close mat or some tough matches but but yeah it definitely is tough when you're when you're missing a few and obviously with competition back to back like that you wonder how 
how well the girls are recovering from that, and that might kind of play into the performances that we've seen as well. Yeah, we've talked a, a couple times already this year about the girls' schedule, and you know we'll we always evaluate our schedule at the end of the year and see if there's any tweaks or anything we want to make. And um, you know, I was asked about that this week, and um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of review it. You know, the schedule, how, you know, if you get in a run of thick competition, a bunch of competitions, how that affects things, what events make sense to go to, and and girls' scheduling is a little bit different than boys, so we'll kind of reevaluate it all at the end of the year and, and, and weigh a number of factors if we make any adjustments to our schedule there. I, I would assume we'll kind of make some adjustments here and there, and maybe even here and there for the next couple of years until... The events kind of the numbers settle and more the event schedule kind of settles in a bit more so yeah with the schedule it's just uh with girls it's uh obviously being second year what's available has been a challenge trying to get things set up and and uh and uh we did have two of the events last week were rescheduled from earlier so that didn't help a lot uh you know to it's either not have not compete or or uh, move those to this that week and so that uh, piled a bunch onto each other but uh, uh, yeah there's there's a you know our goal is to spread things out a little bit more uh, but we also have to find things that are available and and uh, and it is a little different than boys as far as boys it's it's ten tournament dates and then eight dual uh, I wouldn't I would really count it dates but points. Uh, and uh, girls is just 18 points and so uh, duels are difficult because uh, not every team duels us so we're so girls end up with a couple more tournaments and trying to put tournaments in there is instead of duels that's uh, so a lot of things going into that um, and, yeah I mean uh, if you shove a bunch of duels instead of tournaments in like you run into you're competing back to back to back to back and a bunch of matches instead of one matches on, you know, other than, you know, boys might have a duel and a tournament and they get four or five matches out of that, maybe six. Whereas if you put two tournaments for the girls, they're getting six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches in in the same amount of days. So, yeah. So uh, schedules, obviously an evolving thing with girls. It's so new that, uh, again, that uh, we'll continue to, do that. I mean, even the boys when we schedule, it's continually evolving, and and uh, I mean, although it's been set for so many years, it's just it's minor changes here and there normally, and maybe a tournament change here or there. But uh, uh, we always always look to make our schedule fit our uh, philosophy and where we think uh, will help our team best, and and uh, you know, and, and again, this year was kind of messed up with the girls with the the cancellation of a couple events that uh and then trying to reschedule uh obviously it, you gotta reschedule in the future you can't go back and put on the same date you lose the event so then all of a sudden things get bunched up so we'll look at it yep all right uh on to the higgins at lexington i had a little drama already before you even got there it sounds like i saw the tweet when you got back and i was wondering Drama. I, I don't know. Drama is not the right word, but <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting situation. Oh, just uh, 
the normal bus issues, but uh, <laughs> every time we go west to Grand Island, uh, Grand well, Island or west, Grand Island, Grand Island or west, it's usually Grand Island. It hadn't been we hadn't had troubles in Lexington yet until uh, this year. It's Grand Island always was the one that got us, but uh, uh, at least during the season, out of season, that's a different story. But uh, uh, yeah, I just had a engine warning light come on about fifteen miles before Carney and. And uh, so kind of concerned about that. We did make it to Lexington and made it to the high school, and, and we swapped out buses with the, with Lexington. They were nice enough to let us borrow a bus, and, and uh, obviously with the, in communication with our uh, transportation director and all that, they uh, swapped out a bus, and so we rode in luxury coming back. But uh, it, wasn't a, it was a nice bus, but... Uh, you know, just another bus. <laughs> a little bit nicer than ours. I had air conditioning. All the, I mean, obviously, we don't need that this time of year. But, right. But uh, so, anyhow, uh, we got there and got back. So that's the important thing. Uh, tournament, uh, you know, very, very solid Class B tournament. Uh, uh, you know, we're, last week we were in a, another solid Class B tournament in Skyler. Uh, so two back-to-back ones, uh, very good for us as far as uh, seeing a lot of different teams and being some of the top teams in Class B. Um, uh, there were, and not only Class B, but A and even team from Colorado. Uh, so we're seeing different people out there, which was good. Uh, you know, we need that. And and uh, some of the matches, it kind of, you know, you could see that. It was good that we saw those. Uh, and probably as we go along, maybe that'll come up. But uh, uh, tournament-wise, uh, Ray Colorado's ranked number one in Colorado. Uh, you know, very very solid team. Uh, then you had North Platts. I think believe they're number five in Class A. Um, and then uh, we had five uh, top ten Class B teams there. So uh, very solid tournament. Uh, you know, again, good experience to see a lot of different people uh, in Class B that help us down the road. Um, we finished first place uh, with 203 and a half points with North Platte at 188. And uh, so, uh, you know, good good win there uh, by 15 points over North Platte and, and uh, all the other teams that are ranked. So uh, real pleased with that. And a uh, uh, nice thing was that uh, we got to see A.J. Russell uh, – tournament for the first time and i was real, real pleased with how how he looked and and uh we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit but uh going down uh weight classes uh first of all 106 uh very interesting seating meeting uh you know they're they're trying to do district seating but they couldn't do it because of the out-of-state teams uh so they're trying to seat it and, and uh um you know, I did make a comment during the meeting that uh, nobody knows how to seat anymore now that they have track wrestling and you push a button and it does it for you. And and it, I think it's true or, or well, you know, to some degree, or nobody wants to speak up and get it done right. And it, when it doesn't affect them. When it affects them, then they want to argue. But uh, uh, anyhow, so, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Let's see, Evan ended up, he should have been like the number four seed if he did things right, but he ended up number seven seed. Uh, but everything turned out uh, all right there. Um, Evan, uh, you know, with number seven, he had a very tough 
second round match. In fact, uh, uh, you know, that kid won the tournament. Uh, so, uh, you know, very tough from Ray, Colorado. Uh, he's a younger brother of, a, you know, a super stud that they have there. So I'm sure that uh, he's going to be pretty darn tough himself, and he, he is already. Um, but Evan came back after that, and he had a tough road. Obviously, being a seven seed, he had a lot to fight through uh, and, and wrestled very well. He beat some good kids, uh, good solid kids, and beat them good. This is probably the best I've seen Evan wrestle. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe he's going to be a, a good solid one down, down the road, um, for us. And, uh, you know, mainly if he got confidence, that's what, that's what he needed. Cause he's, he's got just tough, tough competition throughout the year. I mean, he's, uh, and, uh, you know, he's got 18 losses on his record, but, uh, those are all the, the very tough kids and mostly in class A and, and the top three kids in class B a couple times to each one of them. And, and then out-of-state kids that are highly rated. So uh, I keep saying that, uh, you know, he's a dark horse for a state medal, and and uh, he, I think he showed that this weekend too because, uh, you know, he ended up uh, getting third place, uh, and uh, he beat that Flores from, from Gothenburg, who's uh, been rated uh, pretty much all year long. Uh, it really beat him pretty convincingly six to three uh but it probably didn't even seem that close i think the kid might have got scored at the end to, to make it look closer than it was but just totally dominated the kid controlling the whole match and so really happy to see that and uh you know and, and, and he beat a, a very solid lexington kid before that pinned him took him down and pinned him and and uh so a great tournament for for evan and glad to see that he got to see the kids that you know, a normal person, normal <laughs> wrestler would see, not just uh, uh, all American after all American. Uh, you know, um, and then a terrible draw like he had last week. But uh, so that was good. Uh, one thirteen, Caden uh, um, won his bracket, and one thing Caden pointed out was that uh, uh, he beat the the kid who got. Uh, um, well, let's see. Uh, Maybe not. I thought he said he beat the kid that placed it. I know he beat the kid who got third, and I thought he said he beat the kid who got four, fifth, but not fifth. Uh, but anyhow, uh, very, you know, the, his second match was fourth. A, he beat two, three, and four. Two and three and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, that's, I guess I was not scrolling out. So, yep, two, three, and four. So, uh, you know, he had to go through the tough part of the bracket to get there and and, That's uh, the number one seed at that, too. Right. That's mm-hmm. unusual. Yep. So uh, he had some battles, and he I know he was frustrated a couple times because he thought guys were stalling on him, and you know. But he got major decisions that um, in both of his uh, uh, last two matches, uh, or not necessarily the last two matches, I guess the the, the uh, quarterfinals and semifinals, um, he got major decisions, and he had to cut the guy and take him down with just only a few seconds left to get the majors so real glad to see that the guy's going for bonus uh, because you never know when you're going to need that bonus uh, especially when you get into the state tournament Uh, you know if you're in a team race it might come down to one or two points and and you want to get those bonus when you need to and need to need to think that way and train that way and wrestle that way and so glad to see he did that Um, but uh, very you know 
you know, very good uh, tournament for him. Uh, being the champion there. Uh, let's see, 120. Uh, interesting thing, Kale uh, decided to drop down for this one at 120. Uh, and Ben move up uh, to 126. They traded places. And, and uh, Kale didn't go past a minute 34. Or actually a minute 50. He got a pin in the finals in a minute 50. He gets an undefeated Braden Court from... Uh, Hastings, who's a uh, three-time state runner-up and and uh, uh, you know tough wrestler, but uh, the interesting thing about that was you know Kale's been talking about this for a while about doing this, and I wasn't sure if he was really serious. And, and uh, as we got closer, you know, getting into this week, I'm kind of looking and go, well, you know, it, it, it's fun to do and all that, but how is it going to affect our team and and. Uh, you know, I was actually thinking later in the week, and I even talked to, to Ben a little bit, making sure he knew what was going on. And I did tell Ben that, uh, you know, if I feel that it's going to hurt our team anyway by moving him up, that uh, I might ask Kale to, that we're going to scrap this decision. And and uh, But it turned out, uh, looking at the weight class, uh, 120 was just loaded, um, with not only ranked wrestlers, but also depth-wise uh Every wrestler was seated because uh, every wrestler had a winning record, um, which is very unusual. So it had been a very tough weight class. Um, not that Ben couldn't have competed, but uh, if you're looking at team race here, uh, Ben had a better chance at 126 of getting a medal. And, and uh, so turned out uh, it actually worked in favor of our team. Um, you know, so, you know, Kale ended up getting the pin over court like he wanted to, and, and then. Uh, ben got to wrestle 126 and and, and finished. Uh, uh, ben got uh, he got sixth place, but uh, his last ma match was not a medical forfeit like it says on the bracket, but uh, should have been uh, no contest. Which <sighs> yeah, there was a discussion about that at Weeping Water, and it sounds like the NSA wants them to put him in his medical forfeits. So they don't count against their rest, their record when they show up, and they don't have to do anything special. Yeah, technically, there's no win type in high school for that. Although college uses the no contest, and you know most places actually use no contest as the the win type, if you will. Um, there are some discussions at the Weeping Water City meeting about what's an actual win type in high school and what's not. But um, yeah, they've been. I, I think. That's an NSA thing where they want them to put medical forfeit. I don't know. Yeah, and I had talked to the person running this tournament, I think a week or two about this exact same thing, and it's like, well, okay, it looks weird. It's technically not right, but it helps the state for probably for the district seating criteria to work better. So that's my guess. That's why they're doing it that way. That's uh, that's my understanding. Or okay. Kind well, of. Anyhow, Anyways. Just so you know, he's not injured. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> There'd be a lot of injured kids if that's the case out of this tournament. <laughs> yeah. So Ben Ben Russell, great. Um, he, you know, he he ended up losing to the number one uh, seeded wrestler uh, in the quarterfinals and came back through it and uh, beat a very tough Scott City kid to get a medal. Um, beat him one to zero. But uh, that kid, uh, it was very solid. He, he had a, a much better record. And he also gave uh, the Minden kid, who's 32-5, and five, a very tough match. So that was going to be a tough one. And, and uh, Ben pulled it off. And, 
you know, got into the medal round, and, and then from then he had, uh, then he lost, uh, kind of got caught with his head down against Lincoln Southwest and, and Penn, but dropped down to the fifth place still, uh, you know, earning placement points to help our team out, and so uh, and then obviously couldn't wrestle that because he reached his five-match limitation. So great job for Ben moving up and still getting a medal, and, and uh, you know, I, I think that switch worked out, uh, you know, for this time, and we'll see what what our plans are for the future. But uh, moving up to 132, uh, you know, Connor, uh, Connor got challenged a little bit this tournament. Uh, you know, kids are really trying to uh, stop Connor's explosiveness and speed and, and uh, uh, basically getting into a, a four-point stance almost sometimes against him. And, and so... Uh, you know, he had a real exciting semifinal match. In fact, uh, uh, he was losing uh, by by one late in the match, uh, and mostly his own fault for uh, false starts. Or, or if that was, he locked his hands during during a scramble, and and uh, if there's a false start in there too, or something, or a couple things. But uh, so he gave the kid a couple points that. Uh, uh, you know, put him in danger of losing this match, and uh, kind of did a nice job of of uh, uh, being aggressive at the end and and really going for the win and got the win on a you know very nice blast double took him down and uh, to get the win and, and that, that kid that kid from Garing's tough too. I mean, he came in with a great record. Uh, he was a state medalist two years ago, but didn't place last year, and I don't know his story there, but. Uh, whether he's dealing with something or what. But, uh, you know, very tough kid, got the win. Um, and, uh, you know, that kid ended up getting third place, you know, winning, winning out, um, you know, against a, another solid wrestler. Uh, but uh, I think Connor in his finals, uh, again, gave the guy too many points. I think he gave him two points there on, on cautions and things that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, – Got the kid back into the match. I think Connor was really controlled the whole match and ended up winning five to three. But uh, uh, again, giving up some things there that he's he's going to have to uh, get control of again. He had a lot of trouble with that. I think his sophomore year, but last year got kind of got that under control. But uh, it kind of and I don't know. Maybe it's just a one day thing, but it kind of came back in this tournament, giving up too many too many points to kids that. Uh, you know, that you shouldn't give up. I mean, just easy points. What I mean by easy points is just off cautions or false starts or locked hands, those technical things. So, um, But he did get a win. You know, both those kids in the semis and the finals are ranked, um, and both are state medalists, so, you know, good solid wins there. Um, and it, and also got to see more kids trying to stop his stuff, so that helped him down the road as he continues to compete that uh, – to overcome those things 138 uh you know kyler uh rolled through his kids uh, he did have a, a, a you know fairly tough uh semi-final match uh you know to another sophomore who's that kid's gonna be pretty solid uh well, he went through the two three and four as well yeah didn't, or what sorry the one three and four yeah say <laughs> not quite he didn't he didn't be well he did you're right he did go he did beat himself you're right there. He beat the number two guy. So, but anyhow, he, you know, tough semifinal match. And 
I think he went in more intimidated than he should have because he was talking about him a lot and hearing about him. Like, I don't know. Um, but uh, So I don't know if that had anything to play with that. But uh, Then the finals, uh, Ray Colorado, uh, very, very tough kid. Um, uh, Fargo national runner-up and, and uh, multiple state champions. So very, very tough. Um, he ended up losing 9-5. to five. Uh, ninety six. Uh, nine to six. Okay, screen was a little small. But anyhow, nine to six. Um, but he gave him five points on a reversal to his back that he kind of hung on. Uh, you know, Kyler kind of uh, uh, he's comfortable in some scrambles that uh, uh, you know the really good kids like this are gonna they're gonna catch him and and he's able to get out of them and stuff like that. But uh, this kid didn't uh, fall for any of that. And, and uh, did catch him on his back for reversal for five, and, and you know that was kind of a killer. And he uh, gave him one point at the end, cut him to try taking him down. Actually, yeah, it was actually even close. Cut him to take him down, and then I don't know what I can't remember what happened, but to get it, got a caution down. So maybe he didn't false start. Maybe at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. He false start. That's right. He jumped the the whistle uh, on his feet, and guy gave up another point. So that. Uh, uh, you know, pretty much ended there. So, uh, you know, if he doesn't give up that reversal to his back, even if he just gives up the reversal, uh, he probably wins that match, and that would have been a huge win, uh, you know, for him. And and uh, But uh, it didn't work out that way. Just got to learn how to scramble a little bit better. Um, you know, not be so comfortable in crazy situations. All right, 145, AJ, first uh, big first tournament back. Uh, you know, he's been wrestling a couple duels here and there. Uh, you know, had a little bit of setback early earlier on, but, uh, um, you know, things are looking real good. He's been practicing. And uh, I was concerned more about his conditioning and also concerned, that, you know, his, how he would hold up. And, you know, we went into the tournament thinking, okay, if he's not, you know, not looking good. Maybe we'll pull him. Um, but uh, he looked real good warm-ups, and then he looked real good wrestling. Uh, didn't seem to show any kind of effects from his injury. Um, and even had to wrestle some tough matches that, uh, uh, you know, that really pushed the pushed the limit for him conditioning-wise. And, um, and he held up very good. You know, I, I was worried about the conditioning part because, uh, you know, he hadn't been pushed in a match, and, you know, other than that one time that he got hurt. But, uh, uh, you know, in the semifinals, he had a very tough kid uh, uh, there that's got had some big wins. In fact, he beat uh, the North Platte kid who was a state qualifier, returning state qualifier. Um, and that Campbell from McCook, he beat some other ranked kids earlier this year uh, or more recently, I guess. Uh, so very solid kid. And... Uh, yeah, AJ pretty much controlled the match, and but it was a battle for him, and then he ended up getting the pin in, in the end, and um, you know, and never was in danger there. But that was a good match to really test uh, <laughs> test his uh, injury and stamina both at the same time, and uh, he passed with flying colors. Then the final match. Oh, uh, I watched this one. You watched. Uh, you, you shouldn't have had lucky you weren't there. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> That was a wild one. He just dominated the kid uh, from start to finish. Good, solid wrestler. Um, that kid has some really good wins and has, has a very good record. Uh, so, very tough kid. Uh, but the kid just laid underneath 
uh, grabbing hand when when AJ got the takedown, he'd lay down and just he'd be just grabbing his hands and and holding on and and not trying to even get away or not trying to do anything but hold on to his hands. And uh, official allowed that to happen for for quite a long time. <laughs> And uh, never called him stalling at all. Didn't call him for stalling at all. Didn't he? I mean, just let it continue. And AJ was frustrated. He could see it uh, that he couldn't get anything because the guy just grabbed his hands and he couldn't, you know, couldn't get out and couldn't do anything. And um, but AJ controlled the whole match. Uh, third period is AJ's choice. He he wanted to go top and thought, okay, well, I was gonna have him go neutral, but uh, uh, I thought, well, you know. Uh, He's dominating the kid, so he probably will ride him out and, and be over with. Well, the kid got a reversal pretty late, probably 15, 20 seconds maybe. And about 24 seconds. 24 seconds. But. And uh, that's when it got crazy after that. Uh, it actually was, he didn't get a reversal, got an escape and a takedown. It should have been reversal, in mm -hmm. my opinion, because it was like instantaneous yeah, it was definitely a reversal. It was not an escape and a takedown. Uh-huh. And uh, so, uh, um, yeah, that made it four to three. Interesting. I thought, okay, well, that's all right. He's, the kid's going to have to cut us and try taking us down uh, or turn us, and he's not going to turn us. Well, you know, the kid was on top. And, and actually, first of all, I was signaling to official stalling because the kid had our leg trapped, which you only have five seconds to release it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the official called stalling on AJ. And I thought, what? And, you know, then that's a warning, you know. I thought, okay, that's just not right, but whatever. And, and usually, they that that's it. In that short period of time, that's it. And probably less than 10 seconds later, he dinged him again for stalling, which is a point, which tied the match up. And uh, now... We had a discussion with the official, <laughs> and mm -hmm. he thought that he was laying there not doing anything, and I was like, you know, the guy was punching him, basically. Yeah, you could see it, and even though it was a cross, you could see the, the haymakers coming from left field from across the mat, backside, you could just see the hands coming left and right. <laughs> it was like, wait, you're going to let him just punch AJ in the face a bunch of times and then call him Stalin? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was um, bad. Yeah, that was very frustrating. I, I, I had to restrain myself from discussing too much, unfortunately, because we did have a, you know, a, a coach have a misconduct earlier, and not not that serious, but just uh, the official didn't like what one of our coaches said. It wasn't me this time, so. Uh, but anyhow, so we didn't want to get another one because they get another one, then I get booted, even though somebody else had the misconduct uh, and you get booted from the next turn and the too. next one so i had to be careful what i said and so i kind of let that thing go and you know very frustrated because and not that i wasn't going to win anything anyhow argument there but because uh, that, that official even went on and on afterward with with dan down talking to dan trying to explain why he called what he did and yeah he has no other reason he said he just laid there he didn't didn't even move it was like well, he's getting punched and he's got his leg trapped and uh, you know, and, but anyhow, uh, AJ came through, uh, really showed his stamina. He came through. He, uh, nobody got a takedown in regular over, overtime. Uh, AJ rode him out in the first, uh, two 30 second periods. And then AJ got a escape pretty quick. 
uh, and then finished out the match on their feet to win it. But uh, should have never came that close even, um, you know. And, but it is what it is. As a young official that did it, uh, I think he's going to be a good official someday. Uh, nice thing was there were several, there was a few fans from Lexington and, and uh, the Lexington coaches came over and said the right guy won that match. That uh, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have went that way. And um, make matters sound worse i'm not saying it happened but uh the kid was a lexington re- former wrestler that's yep probably you know a young official and i've seen him officiate i think he's gonna be a good one uh he shouldn't have been in that situation uh they should have rotated out and had somebody that wasn't a lexington alumni officiating uh or at least a recent alumni officiating a, a finals match and and uh but we end up winning it, and that's all right, because uh, we now we know AJ can go in overtime and, and still be all right. <laughs> really tested AJ. Yeah, we put him to the test this this week, and uh, came out good all the way. Uh, one fifty two, uh, Braxton. Uh, Braxton's have been having a a great season so far. Uh, boy, he ran into a buzzsaw with this uh, you know Scott City kid. Very very tough. Uh, lost that one. Um, I guess before that he beat uh, Johnson again from Hastings, who's a state medalist, uh, beating by major decision again. Uh, and uh, Russell Back he had a very tough uh, Kozad kid, uh, nice solid win over him, uh, uh, six to three win uh, to get into a third and fourth, and then got beat by Beatrice by one. And, and that Beatrice kid has been really looking good this year. Um, Beating a lot of really good people, uh, you know, his only loss was to an out-of-state wrestler coming into this, uh, you know. So, and uh, he lost here to undefeated North Platte kid who won the tournament, uh, which <laughs> he won. Beat that Scott City kid, and I think the Beatrice kid actually was, I you know the way it, the kids react. I don't know what. Uh, if he was actually winning that match um, against the North Platte kid, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. winning the match and then got looks like got taken out and pinned in like the last couple ten seconds or less of the second period. Yeah, so you know that uh, you know just to lose three to two to him, that's pretty good for for Braxton. In fact, I think uh, um, the kid got a one takedown kind of. On the edge or late that uh, in a period that uh, was a difference, but uh, I was I was on a different mat and so I didn't get to see the whole thing unfold, but I saw parts of it. But uh, good tournament for Braxton, even though he got fourth. Uh, um, those are solid people he's wrestling that uh, um, you know and he's wrestling well. Uh, One sixty, uh, you know Dalton. Dalton ended up uh, getting third, wins his last one because the other guy reached his limitation but uh, uh you know very good tournament kind of uh, kind of got uh caught in the semifinals he was beating a really good kid um pretty solid um just got a little bit i think he was up six to two i believe in the third period wrestling well um and uh he ended up uh 
you know, if he was just over aggressive or just got a little bit out of position, got headlocked to his back, and then it just kind of got ugly from there and trying to come back from that. And uh, But uh, just one of those things, uh, sometimes you got to learn uh, when you're wrestling a tough kid and you, you're beating him, uh, you know, in late in the match, I mean, our, our philosophy is always attacking, scoring, you know, going for scores. But you also got to be smart about it too, not to, uh, you know, be over aggressive or, or in in situations where uh, you're winning, you're up by four, you know, and it's kind of late in the match. You know he's got to throw you to win. Uh, that's one thing. So don't tie up. And you know the other thing is he, yeah, he's got to throw you to win. So now you can be more patient. Let him come to you, uh, being stay in great position and and look for opportunities to score, but not not force anything. And I think he kind of he was winning. He was, you know really couldn't control the guy and and i think he just went for you know a little bit too much and the guy caught him and and that was it so rather have that here than at state so good learning lesson for him but uh again that was a that was a tough wrestler that he was beating um you know dalton's been you know we've been working on some specific things with him to help help him get better and get uh on the metal stand this year and and uh he's been making progress but uh, i mean we still got some some progress to go there things don't happen overnight but uh been working on uh, watching some film and working with him on and some of those things um 170 lane uh, uh lane uh didn't place uh tough one for him uh you know hopefully lane uh can uh and he was actually winning his uh, the first match was just a tough draw for him second one uh, he was actually winning and and uh, we probably should have chose neutral again, but uh, had him go down, and the guy cradled him up and pinned him. But, uh, uh, you know, Lane, Lane's going to be great in the future if he keeps his head, above, head up and not get discouraged. And I know it can be discouraging this time of year. Sometime with the competition, level competition we see. But, uh, again, that level competition is what, what makes him great. So, um one eighty two, Blaine ends up sixth place because he reaches match limitation. Um, he, you know he he got caught and tossed in and pinned in his uh, quarterfinal match. I think I think he could have won. That would have been a, a good match, tough match, but uh, I think he could have won it. He just uh, uh, got to be aware of certain situations, and and I don't know if he was aware or not, but. Uh, um, guy locked up on him and and uh, the the lock he had is there's only one thing he can do and that's throw him and and i don't know if blaine recognized that but uh, hopefully he will now <laughs> uh and uh tossed him and pinned him and but blaine came back through uh, you know wrestling real well ran in a tough kid from north platte to uh to drop down to fifth and sixth and then reach his limitation there but so, you know, not too bad for Blaine. Just don't get caught in pin. 195. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Ty Thompson, uh, you know, had a t uh, tough day. Um, had a pretty decent kid. First round lost 14 to 9. I really think he could have won that one. Uh, you know, Ty's been on injury and coming back, so he's missed a lot of the season to to develop his technique and he's wrestling a lot like a middle schooler and and rolling around and doing things that uh, 
you know, just the sloppy things that uh, you can't do at this level and, and uh, have success. And uh, He's got some talent. You just got to gotta get that technique down right. And, and uh, you know, and in both those matches he lost, I, I think he was in them and, and really could have won both of them if he just wrestled with good, solid technique. Uh, nothing even any fancy, but uh, that, those are things he's got to learn, and this is one way you learn, I guess. And, but uh, uh, if he can learn that and develop that, he's going to have a lot of success for us, I think. Uh, I think he's going to be really good, but he's got to figure that out, got to learn that, and got to listen to coaches that are telling him that. Uh, 220, Jack. Jack had a great tournament. i real pleased with how he did. Uh, he's really starting to show good progress, and, and the right time, uh, you know, and uh, he ended up losing, got pinned by the number one guy, uh, possibly the number one guy in the state, if I know right. But he he did take him down and actually was leading at one point. Um, but the kid's just too good that, uh, uh, you know, ended up beating Jack. But Jack wrestled back through and, and beat a very solid kid to get a medal. Uh, if I remember right, yeah, the McCook kid that he beat to, to go on and, and get a medal was uh, uh, was the number four seed and had a good record and, and uh, a decent wrestler. So, um, you know, that was a very good win for him. Um, and uh, so real pleased with how Jack is coming. And, and uh, uh, I, I see great things for him down the road. Uh, not good stuff this year. Uh, great stuff the next two years. Uh, 285, we had uh, Kale Kaufman out there. He wrestled, uh, uh, you know, some tough kids. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just how things work out, he had a tough weight class. Uh, wasn't able to get a win because his one chance to get a win was a bye, and then he draws into it somebody else that was tough. So, uh, you know, both kids that beat him placed. Uh, at least I believe so. I'm trying. Yep. My, uh, Both placed and. Had a scroll. Was all that. Uh, or two and three seed. Or three and four seed. And so. three and number three and number four seed. And that's who Kale got. So tough matches for him. But uh, I was really pleased with his wrestling last week and and stuff. And, uh, you know, at, at Skyler. And, and uh, I thought he battled with guys. And in fact, he, he battled pretty good with the. Uh, the number four seed and end up losing it, but uh, uh, you know it. Uh, Kale's still fresh off his uh, comeback, and so he's getting back into it. So hopefully we get down the road when it really matters. He's not going to have those tough draws. Hopefully the districts aren't isn't that loaded and and uh, things go well. So um, as far as that goes, that's uh, that's about it for the the Higgins Invitational that I can re- remember, but. Uh, uh, great tournament for us to, to see some quality kids and, and some kids that we never see uh, around here that uh, uh, are really going to help us at the state tournament. And, and uh, real proud of our guys, how they wrestled and, and uh, won this tournament because it's not an easy tournament to win, and, and, uh, but we got it done. So. And the first time I think we've had everybody back, yeah, that's our, our main lineup. Yeah, I mean, we've had some guys fill in there, done great for us. But uh, the original or the guys we expected, you know, the one wrestle officer we expected to be there. Uh, I think we had a full team there finally. 
full lineup and win the tournament. Hopefully that's uh, the theme going forward, I guess. That's the plan. All righty. Um, uh, looking forward to next week. Um, not quite as heavy competition as this last week, um, but still not light, I guess I'd say, either. Um, I don't know if there's anything outside of competitions you want to bring up. Um, well, not yet, but uh, okay. Uh, upcoming week, yeah, you, you get. I haven't got the um, schedule out yet. What's going on? But uh, um, uh, we do know that uh, from the original email I sent out with the girls leaving. Uh, after that, we got noticed that they moved up way in times by half hour. So. That'll just by half hour. I'll I'll get something out today on that. However, uh, preparing La Vista Duel on Thursday. Uh, that'll yeah, you have a, a full squad of girls or a bunch of girls, so they'll girls get matches. Uh, obviously, Class A team they'll uh, have a lot of JVs, um, you know, and they'll have a very tough uh, duel team. So I think they're uh, rated like either two or three in the state right now. Um, I thought I heard where they passed up uh, Lincoln East in the rankings, but I don't know. But either way, they're very tough, and so it'll be a fun duel. Um, starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, wrestling starts. It'll be parents' night. Uh, haven't heard anything from administration yet, but I'm sure that'll all come out this week. Uh, parents' night. Uh, last home duel, two of the year. And last duel of all outside of the state duels. Yeah, there's a... We're looking at, you know, with the EMC Conference basketball that week, too. There's a chance that we uh, end up in the Ox Gym, but I've been working with uh, with the administration on how to try to get some of the stuff that we do with the main gym to kind of mimic it or maybe not, you know, not quite as big of a big screen, but, you know, the audio and video and stuff, um, especially since it's, you know, last duel and parents' night. So, uh this week we'll work on testing that out and and getting that so um yeah if we if we are on the ox gym hopefully that's it's pretty close to how it normally is and and really then it'll be you know nice tight packed house kind of atmosphere for that so might not be the worst thing in the world yeah, you might even have some fans from the basketball game come over and take a peek mm-hmm. you know so it might really be packed get some of the blue crew out there screaming there you go stuff they have to open that door so they can bounce back and forth between matches. You know, between matches, go cheer for the basketball game, then come <laughs> back for the next match and cheer for the, <laughs> the wrestlers. Yeah, there will definitely be a couple premier matches, too. Looking oh, at that. Yep. That one thirteen one will be a be a good one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Saturday, we got the EMC turn, conference tournament at home. Uh, this year, added the girls to it. Um, I think thinking about that because Elkhorn's combined, that means six girls teams and seven boys teams. Um, starting at nine thirty, it'll only it'll be three mats in the main gym because it it is fewer teams. Otherwise, if we ran five like we did for our invite, we'd be taking breaks at the end of each round, waiting to catch up. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to touch on with conference. Uh, not really. The, the girls has added this year. Uh, it's going to be a small tournament, looks like, numbers-wise. Uh, might have to combine some weights to make things work. 
Uh, although there are certain rules NSA has with those type of things that we got to work with. And so we're going to do the best we can to get the girls matches and, and run a, a best quality tournament we can for them. But, uh, um, you know, a lot of, you know, new, uh, schools that, uh, started girls this year. And um, plus obviously with our, our low numbers, that doesn't, we're not helping that situation out, but, uh, uh, we'll, you know, it's required by us to have it by the EMC, so we're we're gonna have to wrestle it and figure it out somehow. Yep, and we'll intermix those weights similar to what we did for the invite. Um, and then Sunday we have our kids tournament. I know it's not our our high schoolers competing, but uh, our high schoolers will all or ex- all expected to attend and help out. Um, we're gonna have to see if we can. Uh, obviously, we have to set up on on Friday, or uh, we'll have the main gym set up from the MC tournament. But we might see if we can get the Ox gym set up on Friday night too. That way, we don't have to set up as much on Saturday. Probably me just running a couple extra cables at that point if we can set up the Ox gym on Friday. But you know, our this is our main fundraiser. This is for for the club, and the club pays for a lot of stuff for the high schoolers. I don't know if you wanna. Touch on any of that? Yeah, just real quick, because uh, I'm going long here. But uh, uh, it is, like I said, very. It's an amazing fundraiser. It's very important. Uh, we need a, a lot of people. I, I figure it takes about 70, 80 people to run this thing efficiently. Um, so we need a lot of parents to sign up. But we still got a lot of. Last time I looked, a lot of openings in the concession stand. Also, hopefully, I got some time today to get uh, another sign up genius out for. Uh, like our uh, registrations and and uh, weigh-ins and all that stuff, uh, you know. So we need a lot of people to sign up. I I know we we all, we always fill them up, um, but uh, always people like to wait to the last minute, so it makes you nervous. So go ahead and sign up, and so I don't have to keep emails and emails all week long. <laughs> to please sign up, cause cause you know I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but parents always come together and get it done. So really appreciate that. And, like I said, the kids, uh, you know, if they got something they have to be at, um, you know, we certainly understand and, and uh, you know, let let us know. Uh, but uh, uh, otherwise, we need the kids to be there for setup on Friday, to be there all day Saturday to help. Uh, they generally run the tables, uh, mat side, um, and uh, we might even put them in some other spots where uh, if we don't get parents to fill in to, uh, totally we'll might find a couple spots where we fill in so um you know we we need them there and need their help um and again money comes back to the program which um a lot of the money comes back to the kids it pays for a lot of our our stuff uh awards things like that a lot of little things it'll it'll pay for uh one of the major things um our college scholarship is one that goes out to a senior um, both a senior boy and a senior girl, although we don't have any senior girls this year, so uh, we get to save a thousand dollars there, I suppose, this year. But uh, <laughs> but uh, also it paid for uh, uh, you know pays for some of our camp uh, in the past couple of years. It, uh, it took care of the the lodging and the transportation, uh, you know, and that those are some big expenses, uh, you know. But it does help cut down the cost for parents so that's why it's so important to, to do that and and for youth parents uh, a lot of things there that it pays for and and uh, 
you know, probably the biggest thing is uniforms, keeps uniforms on the kids, the singlets. Um, you know, even though I know some are buying them now with their names on it, and that's certainly okay, but if you didn't didn't want to, you, you can get, they, you know, the club does buy singlets that uh, get turned in at the end of the year, and, and uh, you know, it pays for other things. It helps with camps and other stuff that we put on for those kids. And, and it helps keep the, the cost of the club you know, generally low. If you look at some of the other clubs around, like uh, my understanding is Bennington Wrestling Club is relatively inexpensive. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's been creeping up there the last couple of years just because of so many other expenses we got added on it. Uh, but it still is very cheap. I mean, shoot, some of the big clubs it's cheaper than it's like a, maybe two weeks of, of their <laughs> yep. club season. So, and that's for an entire season. So, anyhow, sign up if you haven't already. Uh, sign your friends up. And tell them they have to show up. And, and uh, you know, even uh, uh, if you have some middle school age kids that want to help with concessions, you, you can add them there too, as long as you got plenty of adults to help out. Or, or even there'll be things like giving out awards and, and stuff like that that some those younger kids can help with too. So. And if the, any of the high schoolers are thinking, oh, maybe I'll sleep in, uh, just remind them that Coach Velasquez is going to be uh, officiating, so they might get some opportunities to whack him with the pool noodle f- for the timer. So Yeah, hopefully I get a, get a good table group that doesn't give me too hard of a time. Uh-oh. Just remind them that... Uh... I'll put you in charge of conditioning on Monday, so it'd yeah. be nicer to you. I remember there yeah, was one. Sure. I, think, I think it was one time when Andy was refing that uh, Devin Delancey wound up real good on him and whacked him pretty hard. With it sounds so. just like Devin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. On, on the state duels, uh, wild card standings, hanging out in first place, twenty or uh, this afternoon refresh one more time still number one 45.84 we were kind of looking at it yesterday but we had some time in between at a uh, weeping water uh i think you know looking at cozad you know we we're going to end up gaining a third of a point when logan magnolia's record gets updated i think cozad's got like four or five duels where their teams are out of state in zero and zero so if I were a betting man, I think Cozad once the records go in is gonna jump, jump us on that, uh, just barely. Yeah, that's kind of what I had thought, and uh, you know, is it gonna matter that much? One or two, maybe, maybe not. Uh, the only thing I worry about is Blair's really scary, looking like they could end up seven. Uh, well, I don't think they'll finish eight. But uh, I think they'll finish at least seven and and hopefully at least six because I'd rather not see them the first round. But I guess if we got to beat them the first round, we beat them the first round. Well, that's going to be an interesting finish to the season because right now Blair's sitting on the outside looking in at number nine. Well, they got a rescheduled triangle yep. uh, coming up with a couple Class A schools that are, are decent, and with Class A, they get you get two extra points for going up a class, and uh, so. With those duels adding on, they'll definitely jump into the state duels, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, I don't see that being an issue. Um, but uh, it's kind of how it looks right now. And, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll 
when we get out there or wrestle, we have to. It wouldn't be the first time we went into the state duels not favored the first round, although people probably have us favored. I, I you know, um, we'll see, I guess. We'll, maybe we'll talk more next week when we see, but, uh, um, you know, the early things on with our us getting healthy and, and uh, Blair getting addition and, and things, I... I Thought Blair was going to be the toughest draw out of all the all these schools for us matchup wise, but uh, certainly uh, still winnable, and and uh, we're just got to do the right things. What we win the match we're supposed to, and win how we're supposed to, or or lose how we're supposed to by not giving a bonus, and and if we do that, I think we're okay. Um, but uh, we're just got to wrestle well. Yep. The other, I guess, the top eight right now: us, Kozad. We talked about Hastings, Scott's sitting around four right now, Waverly, Northwest, and then Skyler and Beatrice. But like you said, probably Blair jumping in there and bumping someone out uh, from that list. One of the questions we did get in just like an hour before the podcast is uh, about when those records are finalized for state duels. Finalized after all competitions done on Saturday. So, so I mean, we don't have we don't have any more duels after Thursdays, but even then, things can change because it's not just only what you do, but it's also what somebody you wrestled did. Because Kozad was ahead of us uh, earlier in the week, and uh, we didn't wrestle, and they didn't wrestle, and and we flipped. Uh, we kind of closed the gap as the week went, and then we flipped here late in the week, and that had to do with uh, the people who they beat. Um, dropped down a level, you know, some of the teams and where our teams that we beat rose a level too. So it has to do with strength of competition. And, uh, you know, and so the numbers are going to change up until, uh, you know, this Saturday. And then after that Sunday, we'll know for sure. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to say for sure at the during the podcast where we're sitting uh, if they release it. I feel like, was it last year or two years ago, they actually had to make a change after posting the original. There was some result that was out of whack or missing or something like that where I don't know if it affected who was in or if it just affected some seating. But I feel like in the last couple of years, there was some change that happened like on a Monday or something. So I don't remember what it was. But anyways. Um, the other thing kind of wanted to touch on as, uh outside of all the results and everything was just a little bit about nutrition, um, getting down to the end of the season. Um, you know, and there's all sorts of different ways the guys and girls are, are feeding themselves or, or trying to maintain their weight or, you know, and it's important that, you know, especially as we get down to it, uh, to eat properly during the week, during competition, eat the not just eating the right amount of food, but eating the right foods in general. And you know, I I had been talking to you know some of the wrestlers. I know we talked to them all year long, but uh, you know, you're the the certified well, certified nutritionist. Is that right? The right title there? Not the exact title, but just got a certificate. There we go. Uh, nothing fancy with that, other than it. Uh, took a couple classes on that that by but anyhow I took a class on it by a certified organization that uh, 
doesn't re- it doesn't give you anything as far as meal plans. You can't. It's you're not a dietitian, right? But, uh, basically, a little more educated than we were before you took the courses. Anyhow, uh, uh, probably the main thing is uh, you should be eating a balanced diet. Still, uh, probably one of the biggest mistakes anybody make can make is go on to a low carb or no carb diet. Uh, um, athletes need, you know, carbs are the, the most efficient way your body turns uh, into your food into energy. Uh, if you have a low carb or no carb diet, you're gonna you're gonna be deficient in energy, and, and you're gonna feel that in your matches and in practice, and you're not gonna practice as hard as you should. And you're then you end up not losing weight like you should, and then you're just probably not doing as well. And then you get in a competition, and you uh, don't compete as well as you should because you don't have the energy to to compete as well. And so um, eat a balanced diet uh, throughout the week. Uh, obviously, weight is, uh, you know, making weight is one of the evils of wrestling, but you have to do it. Um, if you if you are disciplined and do it right, it's, it's never a problem. Uh, teenagers, I would say, in the, 95 or greater percent don't do it exactly right. So, uh, I mean, probably that you could say the same for most adults probably don't do it right either if you think about it. <laughs> probably, but uh, <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, it, it's it's hard, I understand, and I was there before but and, and been through that. So, But uh, uh, try and maintain a balanced diet as much as possible, uh, eating plenty of carbs and, and protein, more carbs in the morning, uh, protein after practice in the evening to rebuild the muscle. Uh, that's just a general rule of thumb uh, thing. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, getting into the details would just take a, a long time. Uh, for competition day, eating carbs and uh, you know certain carbs, not all carbs, but uh, there are certain carbs that uh, uh, convert to energy faster than others. And uh, but uh, you know, generally, you look at fruit. Uh, that type of thing is uh, fruits and vegetables are convert faster than uh, bagels and other stuff. But uh, uh, we talk to the kids about, especially early in the season, probably not as much right now because uh, they get tired of after about uh, uh, three or four weeks of talking about it every week. Uh, figure they either either they have figured it out or they're not going to do it anyway. So we don't talk about it as much during uh, uh, pre meets, but uh, but they should know what to eat. We've talked about that before. If anybody wants to know anything specific, certainly, you know, the kids can talk to me one-on-one or parents can too if they want. But uh, I also had a little discussion on the nutrition um, in a parents' meeting and and then sent out a PowerPoint from that meeting that included some of that. So that's a good thing to refer back to if you want to see if you're concerned about that. Yep. So. Lastly on the list, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, JV, the plans for JV after next Monday, after their last competition. I think we have this, we bring this up probably every year around this time of year. So Yeah, and I've already had one uh, um, wrestler ask me about it. Uh, so um, JV compete on on uh, Thursday, at least whoever is uh, gets lucky enough to get a matchup um, as in all duels and uh, but uh, we do have a JV tournament on Monday uh, at Elkhorn South, and then that's the last scheduled JV event. But uh, uh, JV continue to practice, and they'll practice all the way through the state tournament. Uh, 
you know, the state individual tournament for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's going to be some JV going to, uh, uh, you know, we're going to take backups to the state duels. Um, we're allowed to take 20 individuals total. Uh, so we'll take full 20 and we'll have to figure out, you know, based off the teams we'll have, compete against where uh, we ne our needs are the most for those people. So that decision will probably be made a couple days before the state duels after we go through some of the scouting and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, and also, uh, you know, especially even through the districts, because you never know, someone can get hurt, uh, you know, or sick or something that, uh, you know, a day or two before districts, and you don't want all the JV kids gone home and not practice for a week, and then all of a sudden try pulling somebody back in to wrestle districts. Uh, and we'll also want them to keep their weight, you know, which I know is tough, but uh, wait uh, within reason, at least through districts, because like I said, if you, if we call them up, you know, Thursday and say, or, or they come to practice Thursday and say, hey, so and so, uh, and PE fell and broke his arm, so we you're in, and they're 15 pounds overweight. That's gonna be tough making weight the next day, uh, and I know that's tough for those kids, but like just hang on for a little bit longer. You, you just never know, um, and then after districts starts, obviously. Then their weights, you know, they, we can't put them in the state tournament. They don't have to worry about their weight. But we'll still have them practice uh, those three practices the week of the individual state tournament. Uh, you know, the, the main reason, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, it gives you practice partners to work with and, and keeps a normal routine of things going, uh, you know, for those competitors. And, and it does allow for practice partners and variety rather than just a, uh, just the same handful of guys wrestling. Um, and, you know, and then last thing is, and probably as important, just continue the development of the kids. That, you know, you get extra practices that you can practice and, and get better. So, um, you know, that's that's why. So that's all I got on that. All right. Uh, anything else either you got? I don't know. Josh, got anything more to add? or No, just... Excited to get a good week of practicing and hopefully have a good duel against Papillion and win some win some good matches there. And then uh, hopefully dominate at home at the AMC tournament and ready ready for the, the postseason to be here. Yep. Yeah. It's here. Coming in the home stretch now. It's crazy how quickly it seems like it comes this time of year. Alrighty then, uh, tune in next week. Uh, like I said, we'll recap the uh, Council Bluffs, Thomas Jefferson. It's the the Bill Smith, uh, I can't remember the rest of the name of it, but Battle, Battle of Bluffs. Bluffs. Uh, Bill Smith, Battle of Bluffs, girls tournament on Monday. We'll recap uh, Papillion La Vista Parents Night Duel and uh, hopefully a conference championship, uh, all of which lead into, an, uh, you know, Home stretch for there, previewing uh, you know, girls' districts, uh, which will be at Lincoln Southeast. That Elkhorn South JV will be that that same week, and then hopefully we have all the information on the boys' state duels next week. So tune in then. See you.